everybody, and especially to you, Victoria. Hello, how are you doing, Danielle? I am fine, and I'm very excited about our guest today because both you and I were in Ottawa recently where we saw her live on stage, and we were so impressed with what she does that I immediately went over and said, hey, we got to record you on a podcast, and then two weeks later, here we are, we're recording on a podcast, so all right. Let's immediately go to our guest for today. Tracy Fines. All right. Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life. Well, hello, everybody. We have a really exciting guest today. My co-host here is Victoria. Hello. And, and Victoria and I were in Ottawa a few, few weeks back. It was a full weekend event on real estate investing, how to take basically your business to, to the next level. And one of the most exciting presentations during that weekend was with this lady here, Tracy Fines. Yes, very vibrant. I remember your presentation. There were so many presentations and, you know, I didn't know that you were going to be on the podcast. And so it wasn't something I was looking for, but you absolutely stood out. Like your energy, the way that you connect with the crowd, the visuals. I loved everything. So we are honored to have on our podcast today, The Flipping Queen. <laughs> now, before, before some of you get panicky and think this is about flipping, no. You'll conclude at the end that this podcast is about possibilities, not just, just about flipping the strategy, but possibilities. So first, welcome to Tracy. <laughs> and I want to know your story. And yes, I was there in Ottawa, so I, have, I know a little bit your story, but the people listening to you don't know you. Who are you? What do you do? What's your story leading to these amazing, because we're going to talk about that for sure, those amazing flips that you do that just blow your mind. Well, hi, Daniel and Victoria, and thank you so much for inviting me, first of all, on your podcast. It's always a pleasure to talk about what I love, which <laughs> that's very easy. I, I, I mean, I just get, literally, I just get goosebumps just saying that, like I, I, I'm so I'm so grateful that I have been able to for 27 years now be an investor in real estate and I love what I do and it's a passion of mine. And now, as you know, I have the programs and I'm a coach and I'm sharing it now with people just like your audience and helping people to, you know, figure it out. What do they want to do and, you know, what are their goals and how I can help them get there? So it's just such an honor now that I have sort of transitioned into not only, a, a, you know, from an investor to a coach, but now I'm mentoring many, many people. And it's, it's really a nice surprise to me and how, how much I, it just brings me, I, I mean, you know me, I, I get it a little emotional, right? About the whole journey that I've been on, but it literally, if you get me talking about it, I'll probably just like start 
like tearing up because well, I have to say you honor. must be doing something right. Cause after 27 years, you're tearing up, you're emotional about <laughs> it, like the passion shows. And, you know, there's that saying, right? You don't work a day. Like when you do something that you love, you never work a day and it's clear and evident. So, well, it's, it is a passion. It's not always fun. Okay. <laughs> so I don't want to like, it's it, like overall, yes, I am like having the best, the best life and career and all of that. But there are many times where I want to cry from like stress and pain. <laughs> so it's not always, you know, that, that beautiful la 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 land, right? I mean, we are entrepreneurs. And when you wear that hat, which I think, by the way, we're all very naturally inclined to be entrepreneurs. When you do decide to, to go from that nine to five into that entrepreneurial world, it, it, it is a little scary, right? It, you know, it took me six years. So I transitioned from my nine to five. After about six years, I finally like stopped it. I was like, okay, I'm out, I'm out. And yeah, so, it, you know, I moonlight it for a while, which is fine. And you got into it similar to my story, similar to a lot of investors of what I'm finding is that unintentional. Oh, an oopsie daisy? The oopsie daisy that turned into like an amazing thing. Wow. Right. And so I just loved hearing that about your story and, yeah. and the fact that you were able to make a year's worth of salary in such a short amount of time, which is then propelling you to to want to keep doing that more. So it's such a yeah. great message. Well, it it really, that really made my eyes bug up, right? I was like, yeah. what's this? <laughs> no. What did I stumble upon? And it was all based on like a knock on the door, right? That That just, it was literally like opportunity knocking, which... You know, it's just so cool to think that that really like answering, sometimes just answering the call. That's right. And I it's funny because there's not too many of those door knocking anymore. So and what Tracy's referring to is like a real estate agent <laughs> knocked on the door and offered you to or, you know, loved all your renovations and asked yeah. you to actually go and list it. So that's yeah. like the cool part about that is that you were open to the opportunity. And so just by being open. And, and by the way, that was the very first property I ever bought. And to go for a full circle moment, the last property I bought, which was four and a half million dollar property, was a doorknock. But really? At this time by me. Oh, wow. Can you tell, can you talk? No, is that not a full that? circle? That's a full circle moment wow, right there, right? That's amazing. So talk a little bit about that. How are you finding these properties? Because now these are luxury flips that you're doing. Well, I wasn't always like that, right? right? So if you want, I can just dive into a little bit of the, the back, but the background of... Go back a little bit. Not, not, not to your childhood, but to say <laughs> 15 years ago or what happened when, when, when you were almost at the point where you were, you could leave the job, the DOB, and then yeah. start this full time. Well, I, I really started off accidentally. Like you said, Victoria, like a lot of people just sort of happen. I mean, they, people buy a property to live in, which is kind of a normal, you know, Canadian American dream, right? Is to own your property. 
And we have such a crazy financial situation over here that financial institutions over here that we can do that. You know, there's lots of places that you can't own your own property because they don't have that financial setup, the banks. So first of all, count your blessings right, yeah. right there that we actually have an opportunity to do this here in, in North America. And there's other, and there's lots of other countries too, but there are some countries that it makes it a little prohibitive, right? Actually, the first property. Let me interrupt you for one second here, because this morning I was sitting with Jason here who has a sister who's now working in England. And he was saying exactly what you just said. The, the idea of owning a home, when am I going to buy a home? Can I afford to buy a home? It doesn't even enter the vocabulary. 10% of the, of the people own the houses and 90% of the people rent from them. And in London, you don't even think about going to a bank to buy a house. It just doesn't happen. It, it's kind of mm -hmm. weird to think that it's not a possibility for these people. But here, look at that. And people are annoyed here because yeah, the, the interest rates are going up. But, but at least there is, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. One day they'll come down and you'll be able to buy a house. If you live in London, forget it. Don't even, it's not even part of the vocabulary. Exactly. Well, 6% is what I started off with back in 1995 when I bought my first house. That was, it was 6%. So it's, you know, 6% is not bad in any way. Like we're a little bit conditioned now to these 1.89. Like what, like, like when people like tell me that they're freaking out because the interest rates went up, I want to like slap basically mm -hmm. like, are you kidding me? Like, this is amazing. No, I, I totally, I bought my first house in 2000 and one, two, and it was around five and a half percent at that time. And I remembered when watching the rates go down and I never changed the rent. And so I just kept getting more and more income, but I never had to change the rent because it was already at a, a level that mat matched all of the the expenses. There you go. Well, I, I, I just, you know, accidentally bought, well, didn't accidentally buy a home, but I accidentally flipped a home and, and sold it when I got the word from that real estate agent that, hey, you could make some money here. And I thought that would be good because I was on a limited income, mm -hmm. very limited, especially as a designer. I didn't make a lot of money, but this was my opportunity to get out of that nine to five. I saw it very clearly. This is my opportunity as a, as an, as a low income sort of business employee to be able to, to do something that would be make my life change. And, and so I didn't know what I didn't know. And, and I, but, you know, keep that open mind, right. To, to the possibilities, like you don't always know what's coming down the pipe. That's right. And now, so you mentioned that it took six years to come to that fruition where you were able to leave the, the nine to five. Was that calculated in that amount of time? How did you know when it was time? to leave? And then what was the, the challenge that was from like making that transition? We're going to take a quick break from the show. Right Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton, and Brantford areas. And for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist. 
That's right. And Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value. Absolutely. And they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between. They handle everything from permitting and design to final cleaning before you list your rentals. And they also have fully licensed electrical contractors certified with the ESA and take jobs of all sizes. Make sure to check them out at blackjackcontractinginc.ca and also follow them on social media at blackjackcontractinginc. And they say investing can sometimes feel like the biggest gamble of your life, but when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So now, back to the podcast. And now, back to the show. Well, it was a natural progression because I, after about six years, and I was a, you know, I was doing really big interior design jobs for corporate. I was a corporate interior designer. So I did big, big stuff down in the Bay Street area in Toronto, which is the financial district. And I had a very successful career. I, I won awards for my work. I, they're still there in the towers. It's pretty cool to go and see that they're still there. Got to the point where after doing, you know, basically the, I was at the top of my career at that point in design. And I decided I was also doing house flips, of course, along the way, moonlighting. And I wanted to have a child. So I thought I'm going to just take some time off and, and, and get pregnant and have a baby and kind of chill out a bit. Cause I was, I was kind of stressed out with the, the big, the big corporate world. Mm -hmm. And I had a, I had my first child and, and then at, at about like a year into having my first child, I was like, well, what am I going to do? Cause I, I took a year, I took the time off to have a baby. And then I thought, well, am I going to, what am I going to do next? All along, you know, I'm sort of flipping properties at the same time. So I thought, no, you know what? I see there's a future in what I'm already doing mm -hmm. and I don't need to go back. Mm -hmm. And it was really at that point where I made a plan. I, th I said, if I can do like a couple of sets a year, it'll easily make my income that I would have made. And I'm happy to, you know, to do that, right? Oh my gosh, and I love that. Yeah. And have the flexibility. Absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah, that's what I decided to do. So, so at that point, you were doing, if we can call it that, regular or traditional flips. How do you, how did you go from doing that to those mind-boggling flips that you're doing now? Well, it was, it's, it's been a gradual journey of, you know, I'm, I'm, I am of the mindset and this is also key to sort of set yourself up for success is that I want to always challenge myself. I want to grow. I want to grow. I want to challenge myself. That's part of the, I guess, because of my backstory, always wanting to keep excelling. And that probably, you know, because of my, my whole birth story where, you know, I was abandoned and, and basically had to, I was an orphan. So I, in order to survive, right, I, I, I feel like I guess I, I'm compelled to improve and grow. And, you know, so that, that I think that's just sort of inherited, inherited by what I've been through. And I think most people can probably relate to a lot of, 
a lot of that story because we all go through personal challenges. I don't think anyone is left unscathed in this in this life, right? Like we we have that somehow, you know, we are tried, we are we are tested, and we either get to make a decision about growing or shrinking. There's That's nothing right. in between. Yeah. The strength through adversity, the yeah. resilience, you know, everything that comes from it's it's so difficult and challenging in the moment, but what comes out of it can be so beautiful when you're past it. That hindsight is so important for people to think about because in the moment and when they hit the next roadblock, that they can focus on that and understand that they will get stronger and they will grow from this. And so to be able to reflect on your past the way that you can and then use that as something to help propel you forward is is powerful. Well, I've done a lot of personal development and I, you know, I've been in, I've had a therapist for, I don't know how many years I was depressed at one time and on the antidepressant. So I've been through everything too. And a lot of people have, so there's no shame in that, right? Absolutely there's, not. There's actually real blessings in that. And, and what I have learned with all of the coaches that I've worked with is that those challenges they are opportunities for growth. And when you see that it's an opportunity for growth, those, those challenges become blessings in disguise. Absolutely. And when you shape it that way, right? You start to see things a lot differently. And it's almost like a relief. It's just mm-hmm. a relief, right? You're, you can see, oh, wow, I'm having a really, like if you're having a really heavy challenge right now, you're like, oh, wow, this is really hard. Like, I feel like I'm cracking. But then when you actually say, okay, this is, this is not telling me something. This is, a, this is meaning that I'm supposed to learn something here. You know, what is it? I don't know exactly what it is, but let's be open to it. And let's just, you know, look for that opportunity for growth. So it's really all about what you said, Daniel, to me in the very beginning is it's really about the possibilities. Right. Which is another word for opportunities and not what your therapist was talking about when he was talking about the word opportunities, what, what they meant was that there's possibilities out there. Let's just take advantage of that. Yeah. So I am anxious to get to the point where you're making clips that make you millions of dollars. <laughs> Hush, show me the money. Yes. <laughs> you want the, you want the, the glitz and the glamour and then, and, and yes. The, the so what do you do now? What do you do now? What, what? Talk to us about maybe three or four projects you've done in the last couple of years. I want people who think of sleeping as uh, this little thing you do there that makes you a few thousand bucks to the, again, possibilities that if they open their mind and they get a good coach, you, for example, that they can completely change their life. Well, again, this is being, this is looking at, at, at any kind of a situation and being open to the possibilities. First of all, you don't want to put yourself in a box. So it's really when a, an opportunity comes to me, I like to see what that, let's say that, that property, what it, what are, what its future, what is it, what does that future property look like? Is this a condo in the making? Is this a, a townhouse development? Is this a single family luxury home? What, what is in the future for this building and, and, or for this property? And so that's how I like to look at opportunities. I want to know what the highest and best use 
yeah. of the of the land is right land is gold as far as i'm concerned you 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 know they're not making it anymore and we all need to have some gold in our portfolio so land is land now if you see some opportunity for future development and maybe you have like a intermediate development opportunity on that piece of property that's great too because you might have a buy and hold situation where you want to keep that property and rent it out. But then down the road, you know, it's on a busy street and it's in a good location. Maybe it's going to become a condo building, you know, or it's going to be part of an assembly. So it's really about looking at not only what it could be today, but what are the possibilities for the future here? If you, if it is a buy and hold situation, which, which I think is a good investment too. Do you go looking for your deals or do the deals come to you? Are you at the point now where the deal flow is just coming in? And then how do you pick and choose which ones you want to pursue? Well, for me, I am very actively looking for my deals. And one of the, one of the, there's nobody that is going to do the best job for you better than you. Mm -hmm. Okay. You are going to be, you know, as, interested as anybody about your career, your projects, your, your investments. So you have to ultimately work with a team. Yes. You need lots of people to help you in this business, but ultimately it's your responsibility. So for me, when I'm looking for a good deal, I am trying to cut out the the middle person if I can, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's a savings. I also did pick up my real estate license along the way just as a good tool to have. So I can literally do my own transactions, buying and selling. And there's nobody that's going to do a better job for, for me than, than me when it comes to like finding the best deal. So I will be relentless studying the market that I'm interested in. And so I pick a neighborhood particular. I, I just generally pick a neighborhood of where I want to work. And I generally work where I live because I don't want to drive. <laughs> smart. It's very smart. <laughs> I don't want to commute even across like Toronto. It is like easily like a 40 minute commute if you go across the city. So I don't want that in my life. It's a lifestyle for me, not just making money and having, you know, enjoying my, my work, loving my work, but it's also a lifestyle, right? I don't want to spend like all this time driving around. No doubt. I was just in Toronto a week ago and it took me 30 minutes to go six kilometers and I was out of gas and I thought, oh, six kilometers, that's no problem. I can get there and then figure it out. But no, 30 minutes. So absolutely. I get that for sure. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club members, it's Sarah Larby here. And if you haven't heard yet, I'm building out a resort called Inspire Beach Resort. It is up and going and you can rent the rooms per night as of October. And moving forward, we're going to be doing retreats. And so if you've missed this year's retreat, we are going to do another one, which is going to be the 15th to the 17th of 2023 in August. If you are interested, send me a message, sarah at sarahlarby.com, mention resorts, and I can definitely give you more information about booking the resort for yourself or for events or weddings or any of that good stuff. Or if you're interested in coming to our Have Your Cake and Needed to retreat for investors and entrepreneurs, send me a message as well. And now back to the show. 
Do you have yeah. multiple deals that you're doing at the same time? Are you managing or do you just laser focus on one? So for me, the most I have done at once are three multi-million dollar flips. So each property being worth, let's just average it out about three million. So I had almost like probably closer to $10 million of real estate development happening at one time. That was pretty hard on me because I'm the designer too. <laughs> no, so I that was, I had 15 bathrooms to design and three kitchens. And all the other stuff. So it was a lot that that I wouldn't recommend for because I'm doing like that, those are two new builds, completely new builds, and one complete gut reno with the roof taken off and three additions. Like it was just big scale stuff. And I know Daniel, you're chopping up a bit there to, to hear about the how I got into the more like high end market. Well, first of all, I am in a big city, so I I, I happen to start off in the big city with a small property and and just each time took a little bit of a bit of a step up and that's after a long time right I got up to those million dollar properties and it and it wasn't hard at that point because the city city was supporting those prices anyway so now the the biggest one I'm working on now this is the biggest one of my career which is a 10 million dollar house and that's in Yorkville, which is like the the number one location of the city. So it's definitely very exciting. And uh, I partner, right? So that's another reason why I am able to jump up a level. I really believe in partnership and joint ventures. You need to check out, you know, before you check out the partner before you buy it. But I've had out of all of my career, I've had many, many amazing partners that I've worked with many times. I only had one partner that really didn't work out. And so I think that's a pretty pretty good odds. So let's leave that $10 million aside because even I am looking at that. Okay. But give us an idea of say, I don't know, did you recently in the last couple of three years bought a house for say 2 million bucks? Yep. Okay. Tell us, pick that one in your head. What did you buy it for? What did you do with it? How long did it take? What did you sell it for? Okay. So it's actually the one I'm sitting in right now. So I'm living in it. I bought it for 2.6 in a bidding war. Wow. There were three bidders and I wasn't the highest bidder. So guess what I did? Back. No, I knocked on the seller's door. (laughs) Oh, okay. Now, one of the biggest pieces of advice I will give anybody that wants to know, and that is, if you don't ask, you don't get. If you're going to be the good Canadian that sits back and is like well-mannered and and is quiet, you know, until spoken to, you're not going to maybe get what you really want. So you really need to be a little bit tenacious world of investing, and you need to be able to ask for what you want. So when I bid on this property, we were not allowed to present our offers to the seller. We were just allowed to fax them in or email them into the, yeah, there's no faxes anymore. Email email them into the listing agent. And so I called her up at the presentation time and I said, how's my offer look? And she said, no, it's not good. It's not the, it's not the highest one. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. So, all right, thanks. And I hung up and then I'm driving in my car. And I thought, what am I going to do? I can 
I, if I just drive home right now, it's over. I'm not getting this property. So I'm not supposed to be at the seller's house where they're meeting, but what are my options? Either I go home and just admit defeat mm-hmm. or I drive over there and take a chance that they slam the door in my face. And what's the worst that can happen? They slam the door in my face, right? <laughs> so I went to the property where they were doing the offer presentations. I knocked on the door and the real estate, the listing agent opened the door. And she's like, you're here? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I, 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 can I change my offer? And she was, you know, like, they're not used to, no one's used yeah. to, like, like, I'm a disruptor in the, in the neighborhood. I'm a disruptor in the community, right? So it's like, oh, I guess you can, right? So I said, well, what does it have to be? And she's like, you know, not supposed to share this interpretation, right? So I'm like, what do I have to be? And she's like, well, you know, I can't say that. And I, well, does it have to be this? And I was, I was like watching body language, right? So I'm like, yeah. So I literally changed the offer on the hood of my car and Reese like gave it back to her. And she's like, okay, let me go in and talk to them. And and then she came out and she says, well, you'll have to get a check. And I'm like, I got it. All right, I'll Um, get the check. (laughs) So I got the house. The reason why I bought this house is because of the development opportunity. Like I just said, it was a double sized lot in this, in the city. And I, I knew I could sever it and make two houses. So that is sweet. Like sweet. Amazing. Amazing. When you you add so much value, you know, this is why I always talk about, you know, as an investor, you want to add value to your property. And as, as far as adding value to, to a, a property, like a, like a single family home, this is amazing because you can sever the lot. Now you have two houses you multiply your return on your investment by just adding. So, and we just add another house to the property. It's like, you know, it's like 150% return on your money when you do stuff like this. Yeah. And so, it's such a good lens that you look at. So when you're looking at properties and it's a great message for anybody listening, don't just look at the the house that's on the property. You look at the land, look at the zoning. Think about where this city is going in the next, you know, 20, 25 years, what the plans are, because you can really find that highest, best use. And so are you, what's your plans for severing? Are you doing that in the next couple of years? Do you plan on moving on from this property? Yeah. So what happened was I, there's a process to go through. So I went to the, through the process that the municipality, you know, specifies. And what happened was unfortunate because I wasn't able to sever the property after all Mm. because COVID shut the whole system down. So this was just happening. Just, uh, I was, I just had my hearing for the severance on March the 5th, 2020. Okay. And as you know, 20, March the 11th, COVID, like everything started shutting down. So I wasn't able to complete the process. And this is what's really another important thing about being an entrepreneur and an investor in real estate. You have to be open to change and pivoting. So, you know, if you, if you just get sort of like sideswiped by this and knocked out, you know, you won't make it. You have to be able to be a little, you have to be flexible when you're in this world of real estate. Stuff happens all the time. And rules change, building codes change, you know, Landlord and Tenant Act changes. Like there's changes that are going to happen. 
And the amazing thing is, is that real estate industry is so resilient that I just believe in it. I just believe in it. And I figure, you know, if, if the worst case scenario happens, I'll still be good because I'm now, I'm still a landlord. <laughs> are, are you thinking of those scenarios in your head when you're making these offers? Are you thinking like, okay, my plan A, my plan B, my plan C, and what happens? Is that part of the process for you? To a degree, although I don't like to muddy the mindset. So I like to keep focused on the, you know, what's the prize at the end here? This is what I'm focused on. This is what I'm driving towards. But yes, you do have to think of rainy days sometimes. Mm -hmm. You want to have a little bit. You want to know that you're buying something that's super, super good in many different ways. That's mm -hmm. where you build in, like, the opportunity to pivot if you have to. Exit strategies. Now, one last question before we go to the, what we call the lightning round. I still want to hear about one property where you bought it for X numbers and then you put X number in, then you sold it for X number and you then it laughed all the way to the bank with a profit of X. You want the numbers. All right. I bought a property for a million dollars. I built a new house for about a million two. And I sold it for 3.2. Okay. So I made a million dollars. On, on that one deal. Okay. All right. On that one deal. And by, and, and by the way, that was a severance, severance project. So that means that I made $2 million because I did it on the other two. Okay. So it wasn't a teardown. Like you severed it. But it wasn't a total teardown. Yeah. It was a total teardown and mm. I separated the property and I built two houses. So the total profit was $2 million. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Are you happy, Daniel, with that? Yes, I'm happy. I mean, <laughs> you had so many examples when you were, when you did the, the, your presentation there. It's some of those where, yeah, absolutely amazing how you turn the house that you drive by and you look at it and go, oh, this is nice. And then after you're done, it's like, oh my God. And that doesn't even show us what's inside, just what's outside. And then the profit that you make on those is totally, again, I'm talking to people here who, who, who think that, you know, 30,000 bucks on the flip is, <laughs> is a good deal. You, you, you open your mind, people, and see the possibilities. There's, there's, now mind you, not everybody's got awards in design, but then partner with somebody who's got awards in design. Lightning round question. Those are questions that we ask you. You got like 20 seconds to answer. So in other words, first thing that comes to your mind, and we do that with all of our guests. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. What is a fun fact about yourself? Something non-real estate related. What is something just like fun? 
Oh my goodness. I am such a kid. I like my kids actually say to me, you're like, I'm like such a big kid. You know, I'm, I'm so, I can be so ridiculously silly often. <laughs> well, so what does that mean? You, you bring the cookies to Christmas, to Christmas on Christmas, or you go door knocking, door knocking for Halloween trick or treat or what? <laughs> yeah, I, I think for me, it's probably related to dancing. I'm usually dancing a lot Love around it. the house, dancing on, sometimes I'm dancing on the stage. It's yeah, I like to kind of bust it loose a little bit. Possess for life. I love it. Yeah. What is the attribute that has made you successful? Yeah. Is yeah. The attribute that has made you successful. I I was I was given the best. Okay, you know, I'm gonna answer both questions from the first question and the third question. I the best advice I was ever given, and I'm getting goosebumps right now, is from my mother who raised me, my, my adopted mother, she said to me, whatever you set your mind to, you can achieve. Okay. And I, Obviously thought, she that, that, I thought that was real. I thought that was, of course, that's, that's, that's true because my mom told me. But so, you made it real. You made it real. I just believed her and I, and I, and I still believe it. And I believe that for anybody that wants to do something that you can do it. So that belief is in your mind, the best attribute that has made you successful, your belief level. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Amazing. And I guess I'll finish it off with what book are you reading right now? Or you can choose podcasts that you're listening to. I am reading Jordan Peterson. Mm, yep. Well, rules for life. Okay. Yeah, it's a, that's a challenging one. I read it. <laughs> I love, I, I love it so far. I haven't gone into it too much, but, you know, set up, stand up straight. Yeah. Clean your room. You think it's all these common sense, but often it, not it spoken goes, about. It's so deep. Yeah. It goes so deep. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Very interesting. Great. So that was your last question, Victoria, but I have one more because we need to, to finish with something a little light. So if right now I could wave, see my hand, a magic wand and take you anywhere in the world, where would you want to be right now, anywhere in the world and why? Oh, wow. I want to be in Africa. It's a big, it's a big continent. Where in Africa? I want to, I want to be in Ivory Coast. Like Ivory Coast. Okay. I have a dream of owning a beach house in Africa. Oh, okay. But no, knowing what we know about you right now, chances are some years down the road when we do another podcast with you, you will be actually doing it from the, from the porch of your house on the beach in Africa. Okay. All right. I can yep. see that. That's right. where I'm going to be. Any other question there, Victoria? I mean, I could go all night. No, I know. <laughs> I know. Thank you so, so very much for your time. Sure. JC, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. And continued success. Oh, oh yes. Where do people find you? Yeah, so I'm going to give you a link that you can drop in below here. So I'll send that to you if you don't mind. And then oh, you, okay. when, you, when you post it, you can put it on. Okay, all right. And they can follow me on social media as well. Like I also have Tracy underscore fine on Insta, Instagram. That's it. That's probably the best place to follow me. 
I give lots of tips. Also, you know, the benefit of working with a real estate coach like myself is I'm also a designer. So I'm going to share all my tips of design and what to do with properties to make them look the best. So I do share a lot on Insta, Instagram. All right. Again, thank you so very much. Thank you, Tracy. My pleasure. So nice to see you both. And feel free to reach out if you want to chat again. I'm, I'm happy to share the good, the good word of, of investing. Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) This lady rocks. She's not the queen of flipping or flipping queen or no reason. Wow. What did you take away, Victoria? Oh my gosh. Well, her story is heartwarming, incredible, full of perseverance, the resilience. And I just love like how strong her mindset is. And that last statement that she made at the end of the lightning round, it was just like so inspiring that like, you know, anything that you put your mind to, you can accomplish. And so she's really living that. Yes. And and again, yeah, it's her belief system. You know, her, her, her adoptive mother told her something that change your life. But a lot of people say that to other people, but that doesn't mean that it's going to change their life because if they don't believe it, but obviously she bought in and she's now a living proof that, yeah, when, even when, when you start, your circumstances are not the best, God, she, she's on top of the world now. Absolutely. All right. So make sure people that you keep in your inbox every week when we send you the links to the new recordings. We are now at this point with this podcast, well over 200 episodes. And you know what? We're already talking about episode 250. It will get there. And so stick with us and looking forward to meet many of you in person because we're doing live events again. And of course, see you on the website. Victoria, closing words. I'm excited. I think that there's so much potential happening that's coming up, lots of good plans, and I am very, very excited to be a part of this. So thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you. Have a good day, folks. Thanks for listening to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping all levels of real estate investors advance to the next level and help you customize your life. Be sure to tune in next week at rightclub.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you get a few seconds, please rate the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps the show get noticed by others like you. And we truly appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe.